Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome back to our number two of episode 112 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. What a beautiful day, Memorial Day, and we're seeing airplanes out there flying in formation above us. It's just it's very cool. And as Dan said, we are in the studio on Memorial Day. Uh, you'll hear the show a few days later, but that's okay because it's important to keep the reasons why we have this special day in mind all the time. And what we're talking about today is, you know, do we celebrate Memorial Day or do we observe Memorial Day? I say maybe both. Memorial Day is the 24-hour period that we Americans pause and reflect on the men and women who wore uniforms of our various armed forces and died while wearing that uniform in service to their fellow countrymen and women. So we observe, we pray, we honor, and we remember the lives lost and the families changed due to the dedication unto death of so many millions of people who have given it all. We also celebrate the fruits of their efforts, labors, and sacrifices. But mostly, and this is my personal challenge to myself and to my fellow Americans, we must live in such a way as to make their sacrifices worth it. We must unite our United States. We must know and value our Constitution and protect and defend those ideals and values laid out by our forefathers. Not one of them is disposable. And all are worth our time and attention on Memorial Day and every day. So our next guest is Alan Crutch Crutchkoff. He's the president of Adopt a Soldier Platoon Incorporated, which supports Camp for Heroes. This nonprofit charity has been improving the morale of America's warriors in harm's way since April 2003. And Camp for Heroes is a retreat for life in North Carolina, aimed at suicide prevention. Welcome to the show, Alan. Hi, Cheryl. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I am so excited. We got to meet briefly here in Phoenix a couple of months ago. Uh, And uh, now to finally bring you on the air to talk about your very worthwhile endeavors. uh, I'm just so excited. So I'm here. So tell us about um, AASP, Adopt-A-Soldier Platoon, and how you became involved with these endeavors. Okay, well, Adopt-A-Soldier Platoon started literally by accident. So my wife's car was hit in a parking lot, Hmm. and the son-in-law of the woman who hit her was a sergeant in the 82nd Airborne, and he was going to Iraq. It was April of 2003, just two weeks after we invaded Iraq, and that's how it started. So I went to a buddy at work. I worked at Unilever Best Foods at the time in Englewood Cliffs, New Jersey, and said, hey, let's adopt this kid. Turns Aww. out my co-worker's father was in the 82nd in World War II, so we went out and started buying stuff and sending it. 
pretty soon folks at work heard about it and came up to us. My brother, my nephew, my cousin are over there. Can you adopt him? And we did. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah, and then our supporters grew. So pretty soon we had about 20 folks we'd hit up for $20, $25 a whack to go buy stuff. And I said, hey, we're the size of a small platoon. Let's call ourselves the Adopt-A-Soldier Platoon. And Unilever started paying for our postage until many years later when budgets got cut. And that's how we started. And we never set out to be a charity. It just grew into one. Wow. That is just incredible. And so um, adopting a soldier just basically means you you make sure that they are are remembered uh, throughout the year and are sent care packages and that sort of thing? Yeah, so uh, we're a three-spoke charity, we like to say. We send care packages downrange to our soldiers, sailors, Marines, airmen, and coasties. We're also the official care package arm of the Special Forces Charitable Trust. As such, we support a lot of American badasses, something that you guys know something about. (laughs) Thank you. And we keep those names closely guarded. So right now we have about 80 units, including some very large ones, such as the USS Harry S. Truman Carrier Strike Groups. We have four destroyers and a cruiser along with the carrier. We also have two submarines. Um, We take care of the 101st Airborne in Afghanistan, quite large, and medical sites, canines, USOs, MWR facilities, headquarter units, and combat outposts. And everything in between that's our that's our main that's how we started that's more or less our bread and butter Mm -hmm. we also go on MWR or morale welfare recreation military appreciation tours we partner with the Washington Redskins cheerleaders and have been to Afghanistan twice Kuwait on the USS Dwight D Eisenhower aircraft carrier and US bases such as Fort Drum and when we're with the cheerleaders, I'm, no, I'm known as Cheer Dad. <laughs> I love it. Which is uh, not too shabby. Not too shabby. I mean, this is, a, this is a big organization, a big effort, and an important effort. And, you know, how cool to, to think back that it, it happened by a, an, a happenstance encounter in a parking lot where one car uh, bumps into another, I guess, huh? I- Exactly. And at the time, I was quite angry when uh, my wife, Mary Edna, (laughs) called me. But then when she said, well, she had a lot on her mind, and I said, well, what could she have on her mind that she couldn't see your car? Mm. And that's when she told me, and that's when my anger turned to empathy, and uh, we got going. That's fantastic. And so you help people instrumentally as well. Uh, I think you've purchased a few vehicles and that sort of thing. Yeah, so our third spoke, which has now become our most important spoke, really, our third spoke is our Operation Wounded Care, Mm -hmm. which provides for our wounded recovering veterans who have a tough time making the transition to civilian life. Mm -hmm. We provide grants to pay for items that might be out of financial reach, like we purchased two ride-along lawnmowers for triple amputees, so they could ride their kids while they're have their you know have their kids with them while they mowed the lawn. Wow. Transportation services for a blind veteran, adaptive vehicles for amputees. We've helped purchase several of those. We've even provided an exoskeleton for a marine who couldn't walk. Wow, that was recently. Uh, we helped make a paraplegic's home ADA compliant. He. He was living in a 1900s 
farmhouse in Ohio, and he couldn't get his wheelchair into the front door oh. or go in the bathroom or whatever. So we we helped make that, uh, help improve that house to be ADA compliant. Um, we provided an Apple Watch and laptop for a Marine um, with head trauma. He actually took a round in the head, mm. and he's doing quite well. And, and the uh, laptop was very recent. Um, we also support two parties every year at Walter Reed National Medical Center and uh, a Super Bowl and a Christmas party at, uh, at Walter Reed. And we started working on suicide prevention in 2015 when we held Warfighters Independence Weekend in Boston to help a unit of the 10th Mountain Division, which actually grew beyond that. But we invited warfighters uh, from as far away as Hawaii to this social event. We spent about 50 grand on that. and But we had several interventions there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we performed the Spartan Pledge, mm. which is one way to help individuals think twice about committing suicide. Mm. And um, that's kind of how we got involved with Camp for Heroes because it's a sanctuary being developed in North Carolina to reduce the suicide rate. Wow. So I love the whole idea of, of Camp for Heroes. And I I don't want to mess up the description of it, so I'm just going to toss that to you and have you tell us about it. Well, thanks. Um, Camp for Heroes is being developed as a sanctuary for our wounded, recovering vets, police officers, firefighters, and first responders who all suffer from post-traumatic stress and or traumatic brain injury. So the camp, which was mostly funded by a benefactor, was purchased in February of 2000. 2016, we don't owe any money at Camp for Heroes. The, mm-hmm. the land is completely paid for. All the buildings are completely paid for. That's and it was started by three charities, Firefighters Assisting Armed Forces Families, Trucking for Troops, and the FDNY, which stands for Fire Department of New York, Fire Family Transport Foundation. Then about a month later, Adopt-A-Soldier Platoon got involved, and we helped build the first cabin on the property, we built a 60-foot pier onto the lake as a 10-acre lake. We built a picnic shelter. And with our patrons and benefactors and partners, uh, we built another cabin. Another one's on the way. We built an outdoor kitchen. So uh, it's coming along. And then additionally, the camp's president, Captain Woody Woodall, who's become a very close friend. We're kind of brothers from another mother. So Woody himself is a kind of a renaissance man. He, he does everything. He's a musician. He's a welder. He's a carpenter. He's a farmer. Well, he added a two-acre paddock. We have two horses now and two goats. Wow. He added a barn, a utility shed, and other additional work. And future development includes a wellness center, a chapel and sound studio, a barracks, and more. That is so awesome. And we are already out of time. I'm so sad. But please, just quickly, as we're wrapping up, please tell folks how they can find out more, maybe donate their time and money um, to these awesome endeavors that you have. Okay. So let's see. I had some notes, but I'm going to scream through those notes. So we have a Facebook page, Adopt-A-Soldier Space Platoon. Um, we also have a brand new website, AASP, that's for Adopt a Soldier Platoon, AASP.vet, so they can visit there. My email is Alan K, A L A N K, at Adopt a Soldier org. That's all one word, Adopt a Soldier Platoon. If someone's interested in Camp for Heroes, 
they can uh, email Captain Woody at Captain J Woody W O O D Y at Camp Number Sign Four Heroes H E R O E S dot org. Awesome. Thank and they have a um, campforheroes.org dot org has a Facebook page and also a website. Thank you so much for all that you're doing. Uh, we'll definitely have to check back in with you and see how things are progressing. Um, but just thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. Alan Crutch Crutchkoff. Have a great day, Alan. Thanks, Cheryl. You too. All right. Thanks for the, thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely. Bye. Bye-bye now. All right. Stick around. We still have another Alan, Alan Corwin, coming up uh, to talk to us about an article he recently wrote concerning censorship via lack of con- uh, competition in our news sources. So stick around. It'll be interesting. You're never alone on the angel flight. Come on, brother. I'm... When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com, or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. Well, I fly that plane, call the angel flight. Come on, brother, you're with me tonight. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, this show is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Find out more and check out all of the great content at selfdefenseradio.net. 
Well, today we are actually sitting in the studio on Memorial Day. You'll hear the show a couple of days later, but it's always important to keep in mind what Memorial Day is about, what uh, people have sacrificed to bring us the, the life that we get to live, the culture that we have in our country. Um, you know, even with all of its difficulties, it's, it's, we owe a lot to those that have laid their lives down while wearing the various uniforms of our armed forces. So we are about to talk with Alan Corwin. Now, Alan Corwin is a prolific writer. He's the owner of Bloomfield Press and the leading expert in United States gun law. Alan wrote an article recently in CJR concerning censorship via lack of competition in our news sources, which ties right in because if we don't know our history, then we don't know how to interpret our news, and we're already letting other people interpret and pre-digest it for us. And then when you have so few opportunities for a, a competitive voice, it leads to not great things. And so I want to bring Alan on and and talk about this. Are you with us, Alan? I sure am. I sure am, Cheryl. And I got to tell you, you got to stop getting by on your wonderful voice, your good looks, your gold dealership, <laughs> your great gun store, and everything you do. <laughs> well, thank you. I will try to step up my game so that I can even be <laughs> a, uh, just a sliver of, of what you are uh, to to helping people better understand their rights and and the laws and reasons behind them, and you're just, you're awesome. Thank you for that. Um, well, you're awesome. <laughs> thank you. So talking about this, um, you know, censorship via lack of competition with our news sources, it almost sounds like lying by omission, which is kind of covert censorship, or is it more overt than that? Um, you know, you, you've confused me a little. CJR, I think you're referring to Columbia Journalism Review, uh, I read CJR, and they have gone down the trail of many of the mainstream media sources. They've become an apologist for the horrible job the journalism industry is doing. I don't believe I've ever written for them. Oh, I apologize. And so uh, that's, and that's okay. I, I may have and have forgotten. Um, <laughs> I, I write so much, I finished four major pieces this weekend for Concealed Carry Magazine, American Handgunner, uh, Dylan's Blue Press, and I finished the newsletter for JPFO, uh, Jews for the Preservation of Firearms Ownership, all came due June 1st, and I wrapped them up this Whoa. weekend. Whoa. Um, I'm tired just thinking about all that. Oh, tell me about it. I was it, The whole month was occupied with wrapping these things up, and they're all on related subjects. And I do write a lot about censorship, free speech, copyright law. As a writer, that's a very important topic to me. Um, the note you sent me, though, dealt with Memorial Day. And never having been in the service myself, that's a very difficult subject for me because people who've served have done something I can only dream about. And my dad was in World War II and just completed his autobiography. And he served stateside, and I think he feels a little guilt about never having gone overseas where a lot of his war buddies served. Uh, one served uh, with Patton in, in uh, Africa and then in mm -hmm. Europe and, and survived. 
Uh, he had top-secret clearance and trained pilots and the brass in radar, which was so secret you couldn't mention the word <laughs> radar publicly. <laughs> wow. And radar countermeasures, which helped us win the war. And he was in Florida in beautiful surroundings teaching our pilots what radar was, how it worked. And this was at a time when nobody had seen a television set so they got little blips on a screen, and it told them where the enemy was, and it was very helpful. Wow. And uh, he, he just finished his autobiography, which my company now publishes and sells. Um, and it, it's, it's interesting because people tell him, thank you for your service, and he doesn't like that. Wow. Because we, we didn't do it so you could say thank you. We did it because <laughs> we, we had to do it. We did what we had to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even sure how to, my friend here who's working with me now said, I got to remember to thank him for his service. He doesn't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. I think he would rather tell you some of the stories of what went on for him. And then he served with the occupying army in Japan after the war. And he has stories about it. But it's hard for me to relate. And for a lot of people, I think, to relate to what it's like to lay your life down in the service of your country or to put on the uniform and take that chance or not take the chance as in my dad's case Mm -hmm. if you never did it and so memorial day for me is different i fight for freedom in a different way i look at the inequities around us the justice system that isn't very just the corruption in politics uh... the deterioration of free speech and due process We now have children arguing to take away our guns for safety, not really realizing that guns are why we have safety. Mm. Amen. You know, people come here from places where they can't have firearms, where they're subjugated, and they come struggling to get here away from that subjugation where we're all armed because we have this freedom. And then children are saying, take that freedom away they have no idea what they're doing. Those are the kinds of thoughts I have on Memorial Day. Well, and, you know, thank you for that service, that you you are constantly out there with all the places that you write, and you always uh, cause us to, to, to question things. And I think that is so powerful. Instead of just, you know, prepackaging it and saying, here, eat this, believe this, I always come away from your articles uh, filled with, you know, kind of questions for myself, like, oh, you, because you have an edgy way sometimes about (laughs) phrasing things, and that causes an emotional reaction in people, and they're like, well, I don't, I don't agree with that. Oh, that's awesome. Why don't you agree with that? Because now you're engaged, right? Now you're thinking about it, and you're arguing with Alan in your mind that's fantastic, right? I, I wish I could get in front of more people on the left and have intelligent conversations with them, but I think they join the left because they can't have those intelligent conversations. They fly off the handle, they get in, enraged quickly, and they can't discuss things that way. Now, I came up with a line in one of these arguments the libertarians very often will tell you we live in a police state. But you own guns and ammo. 
So obviously it's not a police state. Mm-hmm. But you look at the judiciary and the corruption, the charge stacking, the biased judges, the cost, the, the bad laws. But we have a judiciary. You go to communist China, you just disappear. Mm. Right. And the fact that we have judges, black robes matter. <laughs> like it. Black robes matter. So true. That was one of the big issues that I think got our current president elected is that that people realize that the Supreme Court and those black the people wearing those black robes uh, were important to and the fact the that the judiciary doesn't work perfectly and that it's rusty. And uh, Lenny Bruce said in the halls of justice, the only justice is in the halls. <laughs> there's that, there's a lot of truth to yeah. that, yeah. but we do have a court system, and you can file an appeal. We're not in a police state. We're in a state that's frayed around the edges, mm. and we have to work to keep it better. Um, I'm working on a bill now. Uh, infringement is a very important word, Cheryl, and it's not getting enough attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, infringement is illegal. Mm-hmm. You can't take a gun somebody owns. That's infringement. Mm -hmm. And we need a bill that makes infringement illegal so that people who infringe on our rights go to prison. You can't do this with impunity. I agree with you 100%. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Now, how do I tell that to the political left? Well, a lot of them listen to this show. And so they may not admit it to their neighbors, but they do. And so you just did. And we are out of time for today, but we always love having you on. We're definitely going to have you back on again soon. But as we go out, will you just give folks a chance to find your work? Tell them how they can find your work. Do you consolidate all those different articles somewhere, or should they go to all those different publications? It's easy. Go to gunlaws.com. Dot com gunlaws.com you can send me a note you can read my papers you can subscribe to my newsletter page 9.com but just go to gunlaws.com especially if you're on the left and you believe strongly that guns are bad and we should take them all away let's have that conversation let's find out what guns the public should have any of the things i've discussed and any of the things i've done or will do i'd love to talk to you about it And we'll keep this conversation going. Beautiful. Thank you so much and enjoy your Memorial Day weekend, Alan Corwin. Thank you, Cheryl Todd. Thank you. Bye, sir. Bye-bye. All right, stick around because we have Rob Morse waiting in the wings to come and talk to us about an article he wrote recently titled, We Are Paying to Get Our Kids Murdered, where he takes issue with the celebritizing of murderers. Stick around. Hey everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy, and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting, 
military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family-owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at PottyGoldEstate.com. The Second Amendment Foundation is the organization that protects our right to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Now they need our help. Go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation today. Dedicated to promoting a better understanding of our constitutional heritage to privately own and possess firearms. Support those who support our Second Amendment rights today. That's saf.org. Well, I fly that plane Call the angel flight Come on, brother, you're with me Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. We are glad you're here with us today, and if you've missed any portion of today's show, please go to our website, gunfreedomradio.com, click the On Demand tab, and just binge listen to your heart's content. Take us with you on your next long road trip or when you're working around the house or in the yard. We really appreciate that. And if you want to put faces with the voices, you can click the Guest tab. And there's uh, photographs and bios and links to all of the work that the awesome guests that we have on. They're experts in their field in one way or another. It's just an incredible resource you'll find at gunfreedomradio.com. Stick around, spend some time on there. We, we really don't hate it when you do that. So, Our next guest is Rob Morris, the author of Slow Facts Blog and the co-host of the Polite Society podcast. Rob recently wrote an article titled, We Are Paying to Get Our Kids Murdered, in which he takes issue with the celebritizing of murderers welcome to the show rob hey cheryl hey dan hi how are you great awesome so i want to dive right in here rob like why do we have school shootings today wait a minute it isn't the guns we used to buy guns at gas stations and they're not shooting our school we didn't shoot our schools up then dan i think you're right the you can tell us uh that the ar rifle is now what 50 60 years old Mm mm-hmm Right. Yeah, the so, big bad AR-15, right? Right. So it's not the firearms. We know that human nature stayed the same. What's left? Hmm. Right. Our environments Environment. changed. Our families changed. The internal controls that we used to put on ourselves, particularly on young men, have been eroded. And our media environment has changed. And we now have incredible rewards for violence. 
Wow. When you think about that, that there's rewards for violence. And at first, maybe we don't see how we reward murderers, but we do seem to have more of them. So what would you, Rob, say is that reward? Well, okay, we had, and we do have more, we had 70 copycat crimes after the Columbine High School attack. That was almost two decades ago. Our Mm -hmm. media has grown Mm -hmm. enormously since then, and the coverage that we give to these events, we really do. We turn murderers into celebrities. Mm -hmm. Think of it, we had nonstop coverage for a week, Mm -hmm. and they're promoted in every news channel, TV, radio, newspaper, magazines, online, Dan, that's what changed since the 1950s. We invited the media into our lives. Our kids have the media in their pocket. And really, they spend more time with either TV or their phone than with any real person every day. Oh, gosh. You know, and Rob, we don't, we don't do anything for the heroes, the ones that save somebody. Right. Well, th- two reasons for that. Um, if it bleeds, it leads. And if you stop the bleeding, mm-hmm. it's not as exciting. Mm-hmm. We're not as shocked by it, but Dan, it's got really scary consequences. I mean, our kids kill so that the media will approve of them. Mm. We've taught our kids, go kill 10 people you hate, and then we'll love you. Right. Mm. Think of it this way. We're going to, I mean, you know what media costs. You've, you've seen political campaigns. You know what that time on on the air costs we give over a billion dollars of free publicity to each murderer and these young kids are just eating it up well think about it i mean the person they spend the most time with they 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 notice what we do they spend more time with the media than anybody else every day if you kill somebody i'll talk about you to all my friends Mm. remember the rolling stone glamour shot of the boston bomber yes I, that was so irresponsible. I, I, you just can't even wrap words around it. But how do we well, stop it, that, it, Rob? I mean, how, it, how are we going to stop it? Yes, and we can. And you guys know because you, you're involved politically. But watch this. It's beautiful. You and I complaining about it. We're a bunch of old people. Who cares? But <laughs> our listeners can stop this in a single day. Hmm. Dan, I want, you to, I want you to put on your different hat. Take off your news hat and put on your AZ firearms hat. How many phone calls would it take at the shop if if somebody called up and said, Dan, I heard your advertisement run right after the news was showing the name and face of a school murderer? Hmm. How many calls like that before you change your advertising? Mm -hmm. So you want me to stop and notice the advertisers just come on after the media promotes a murder and then take action? I do. You know, when you and I see the news show, when you and I, this is a commercial for murder and it bothers us. We'll pick up the phone, call the station. But when a commercial comes on right after that, call the advertisers to complain. Hmm. And, and Dan, how many would it take a half dozen phone calls for AZ firearms to change, to pull an ad campaign if that's what happened? Hmm. Yeah, I I know that my company, if somebody gave negative, I would want to fix that. Right. And the great news is we don't need any help from the politicians. We have everything we need. Look, we're being attacked by our cell phones. We can use them as weapons of safety as well. You know, put the, put your TV station's contact number in there. When they promote a murderer, say, stop it. Hey, 
all these nationally advertised companies that are running ads right after a murderer's face is on, they want to know that you don't like it. Please tell them. So what is the balance then between a station or a media outlet providing the information that we need, that we want, without it crossing that line to now being salacious and celebritizing and um, just being mindless, uh, a pile-on. Yeah, well, to, to be pandering to our, our, our uh, picture of gore, we, but we've already done that. Really, we have. We stopped saying the names when celebrities would do suicides because it promoted the next suicide. If a teenager commits suicide, we won't mention the name. Hmm. We already do that, and for good reason. Right, because they it's, know it's, that it propagates yeah, more. It, I've, noticed on, more. I've noticed on Fox that there are some uh, news, uh, news people that won't say the person's name, um, and, I, right. and I, I like that. So. We need to catch them doing something right and remind them when they did something wrong. I like that. So our first guest that we had on today was Ashley Oblinsky. She's the museum curator for the Cody's Firearms Museum. Mm -hmm. And just off air, she had mentioned, because she knew some of the stuff we were going to talk about, she mentioned that she had read recently that um, Lincoln's, uh, the the assassins that worked together to um, assassinate Lincoln, Mm -hmm. when they were hanged, they, the newspaper mentioned their names and then put the line, and we shall mention their names no more. Right. Just one time, because so, that's news, and now we're done with it. And, and Dan, you're absolutely right. You and I would love to shame the murderers and highlight the heroes. That would stop it. But I can't, I can't make the news do that. Mm-hmm. Right. We have the freedom to be stupid. Welcome to, you know. Yeah, you know, we see news people, they, they'll tell you a, the, a story, and they'll, they'll ex, they just keep on thinking that, well, I don't know how to explain it, but they just have to be one up on another one is what they have to do. Mm. Each station has to be one up on another. Who's that guy that says, yeah, we heard there was a shooting. Oh, it wasn't a shooting. It was a muffler, but... Well, stay tuned because it could turn out to be a shooting. Yeah, and, um, he was you know, pretty ridiculous. And that's on Fox. And it's just like... D- Dan, in, in the thousands of hours of coverage, did anybody tell you that our schools are 200 times safer than being just an everyday citizen in Chicago? Hmm. That's interesting wow. when you put it that way. And we're going to be going to Chicago this year. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, we all were. Hey, that's our next. That's right. That is the next place we get to meet. Yeah. We do. We're going to the Gun Rights Policy Conference that they are very strategically uh, holding in Chicago, Chicago, Illinois this year. But Rob, who anyway, who wants to hear the news over and over again anyway? When I turn on the TV, I want to hear the stories. I don't want to keep hearing the same story over and over again. Give me some news of other things. Um, yes, changing the channel, that will certainly work. Um, beyond that, Dan, uh, call them up when they, when they mention the name. If, if, it, if, it were, if they were actually covering the story, tell me about the teacher who stopped an attacker. Tell me about the policeman who stopped an attacker. Right. Awesome. But they don't. Tell me about the real things that we can do to make our schools safer. We're nowhere near best practice. That's so true. And, you know, in today's, we're the age of information. You can Google any news story. So, you know, the news should tell us once, maybe twice. And then if we 
need more information or whatever, we can go to the Google machine and get that information. Don't just keep slamming it down our throats all the time, every day. It's just too much. Well, so there are, there are programs like yours that are, are allowed to go in depth. That's why I really appreciate what you do. Thank you. And you as well. And speaking of which, as we are about to run out of time, please tell people how they can follow all of you your work because you are a busy dude. You're cranking stuff out like crazy. Said the lady who just got a graduate degree. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> my writings at the Slow Press, Slow Facts WordPress blog. I write on Amoland and Clash Daily. I produce self-defense gun stories. I'm a co-host on the Polite Society and about once a quarter, my friends in Arizona <laughs> let me come out and talk to Dan and Cheryl Todd. So thank that's, you so much. That's awesome. Thank you. And you're also on Lock and Load Radio once a week, right? That's right. Yes. Yeah. Well, I did. That's a, I don't know. That's a competitor. Am I allowed to mention? Yeah, absolutely. Because we're <laughs> okay. all, aren't Wait we all on the self-defense radio network? There's no competitors in our business. Um, none at all. We're all to... Give it because everybody gets a piece of it. Amen. Okay, that'll work. I love it. Rob Morris, thank you so much. Have an awesome Memorial Day weekend. I know that you you are reverent and you remember and, and you are using your time well to not only observe but also to celebrate uh, the sacrifices that others have made, the, the fruits of the sacrifices others have made. Amen. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Rob. See you in Chicago. All right. Stick around. We still have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Dan's Commentary. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. AZFirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. AZFirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit AZFirearms.com. Come listen to the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Hear about armed civilians protecting people they love. Were they lucky or were they prepared? Come listen and learn at selfdefensegunstories.com. For straight shooting, look to the biggest little gun shop in the West, azfirearms.com, where they have everything you need to be a safe and responsible gun owner. Huge selection and a friendly and knowledgeable staff. They're my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours, too. And when you go, tell them old Don Collier sent you. Well, I fly that plane, call the angel flight. Come on, brother, you're with me tonight. 
Welcome back, and thank you for sticking around. You are with Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, we have some special music you were hearing in between our, our breaks because we are in the studio recording this show on Memorial Day. You'll hear it a few days later, but uh, we should always keep in mind the sacrifices that others have made while wearing our various uniforms of the armed forces. And that is, of course, what Memorial Day is truly about. So any day that we spend a moment or two remembering uh, and honoring and praying gratitude over the sacrifices others have made is time well spent. Well, this is the part of the show where we get to talk about everyday heroes in our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report. Fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. Responsibly Armed Citizens use guns two and a half million times a year for self-defense and 200,000 times a year a woman prevents a sexual assault because she was armed. Somehow we never hear these stories on the network news so we are proud to bring them to you here on Gun Freedom Radio. Today's story is one to share with your friends who think that firearms and ammunition should be stored in separate locations. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just pause for a minute and think about that. And they un- are. I'm sorry, I have to interrupt. They are in separate locations. Hmm. The gun and the magazine. Nice. Which is inside the gun. Nicely. Sorry. Nicely done. So, you know, because an unloaded firearm is rarely going to stop a bad guy. Although, in today's story, thankfully, it did. Imagine that it's 5 a.m. What are you usually doing at 5 a.m.? Just waking up? Already heading out the door for work? Or maybe coming home from the night shift? Well, one elderly couple in Bend, Oregon, were fighting off a naked man who was climbing in their kitchen window. Now, danger takes all forms and sometimes shows up at 5 a.m. completely naked and crawling into the window of your home. The homeowner in this story is 79 years old and thankfully had just enough time to grab his own firearm to ward off danger's attack. Unfortunately, the homeowner had not loaded the gun before he stored it. In the immediacy of the attack, the elderly homeowner had no time to go back to the gun safe, find the correct caliber of ammunition, open the action on the gun, load the firearm, and get it cocked and ready for the fight that danger had brought to his home. However, the mere presence of the firearm shifted the plans danger had just long enough to allow the homeowner to gain the upper hand and use his firearm as a club to defeat danger. And even without ammunition, this homeowner was able to save his own life and the life of his wife because he is a responsibly armed citizen.
We first broke the story on our website today. News Channel 21 reporter Pedro Quintana spoke directly with the homeowner who held the suspect at gunpoint. Pedro? That's right, Lee. 79-year-old Jerry Poole is a retired cop out of California, and when he heard a loud bang downstairs, he got out of bed with a gun in his hands. Minutes later, he says he saw a naked man crawling through his window. Jerry Poole is a little sore and has a scratch on his arm after he defended his home from a would-be robber. Broken glass and spots of blood are what's left of the attempted burglary. Our piece calling states that we broke into their house five ago. The alleged burglary happened early Monday morning at the home on Northwest Nordic Avenue. Poole and his wife heard several bangs coming from downstairs. I looked into the room and I saw this fellow half in and half out of this window. Ben Police told News Channel 21, 45-year-old Shelton White broke through this window trying to get into Poole's home. The husband has a male at gunpoint. I told him, I said, you, you better get out of here because otherwise I'm going to shoot you. The suspect still moving naked. No socks, no shorts, no nothing. And uh, I couldn't figure out what, what he was doing. Call figure was speaking with the husband who originally had the male at gunpoint stated he did hit the male in the head with his gun. After a short struggle with the alleged suspect, Poole was able to subdue him. His wife, Susan Poole, called police, scared for her husband. I was terrified because <laughs> you never know, you know, if he was going to have a weapon or I didn't know if my husband was going to get shot. A wife shaking up but grateful her husband was there to protect her. Is he our hero? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely my hero. <laughs> A homeowner being brave and not becoming the next victim. And as you can see, and White was taken to the hospital and later booked into the Deschutes County Jail on several charges, including burglary, assault, and criminal mischief. He did post bail and will be arraigned on May 3rd. Wow, what kind of prints can they get off that window? <laughs> I don't, don't make me think about that. You, know, <laughs> you cannot gouge out the mind's eye, Dan. That was well, not nice. I just hope. You know, I hope he's, you know, I don't. Hey, here's the deal. <laughs> the story kind of threw me off because, you know, we're saying responsible armed citizen. Yeah. And um, I'm not sure that pulling a gun out that's not loaded is a responsible thing for an armed citizen to do. Hmm. And so I, mean, I know there's different laws, different states, counties and different, states. Yeah, county, yeah. But p pulling a non-loaded firearm out is not responsible to me he would have been better he's in the kitchen grab a knife grab something else mm -hmm. but i i just i think that you can get yourself in a lot more trouble pulling out a not a gun that's not loaded you remember know, the rule is hmm. don't pull your firearm out unless you intend to use it mm -hmm. you can't use a unloaded firearm you know what i'm not going to argue with that um i think that I, you know i didn't look up the laws for bend oregon maybe they have a statute where they have to be in separate places maybe, maybe. you can bend the law a little bit there <laughs> no <laughs> moving along anyway it is time for dan's commentary mm. tell yourself you already know the world ain't all sunshine and rainbows 
It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. Exhaustive study. Murder rates rise every place that bans guns. Hey! I told you it was gonna be short. So that's your that's your whole commentary. You read a headline and then James weighs in, and that's your whole commentary well, today. Think about it. Murder rates rates rise every place that bans guns. Did you hear me? Every place that banned guns, there was an increase in murders. Washington, D.C., Chicago, England, Wales, Jamaica, and get this, Solomon Islands, which, by the way, only had mass shootings after they decided to ban guns. Huh. And we're talking 50% increase in homicides in all the places I just listed. I didn't know where James could come in, so I thought, the title says it all right there. It kind of, it does, and it it boggles my mind that we have to work so hard on the side of the debate that says, you know, look, guns are used for good all the time. When you take guns out of the hands of law-abiding citizens, it only exacerbates the problem. It emboldens the criminals. Like, why, I mean... It's in one headline. Done. Why, why do we have to put so much time and effort into trying to shake people awake to go, It's. it really is. I mean, the phrase common sense has been hijacked to be used wrongly um, by the other side. But it. I mean, why is it not common knowledge and just kind of a duh? Well, they put the blame on other places like in Washington, D.C. Oh, we don't have a gun problem. The only problem we have with guns is they're coming from other cities. They're right. coming from other states. And those cities and states don't have a gun problem. So how do you right. me- like how do you weigh that out? Right. So I mean, it it would be a fun program just to, everywhere, no gun bans, nowhere, and see what happens. I mean, everywhere that we have sensible I mean the, the laws that we have right now and no more, we are able to protect ourselves. And we don't have these problems near as what they do in a city that. Well, here we're we're in the studio on Memorial Day, which is about remembering, which is about history, which is about knowing what came before. How much of that headline and the lack of people being able to just know the truth of that headline do you think comes from the fact that we're we just kind of mindlessly make our way through life? Um, just kind of, you know, taking in pre-chewed and pre-digested uh, news and other people's opinions without examining them ourselves. Right. I mean, do you think that really weighs in? Yeah, I do. That's it? That's all you're going to get from <laughs> You know, I'm just, it just, I just can't believe that people don't understand when you ban guns that it's going to cause more crime. If a criminal knows that I can't protect myself because I may be older or weaker, they're going to come after me. If they don't know whether or not I have a firearm, they're going to stay their distance. Well, they say an armed society is a polite society. I, I have a truck that has all kinds of guns on it for AZ firearms. Just pictures, like a, a wrap. Right. It doesn't and have so, them strapped right. to the side. Well, <laughs> well, we don't know that. <laughs> Mounted on the you top. You don't know that. 
That's true. Okay. This is a, an anyway, audible, not a visual medium. So some so. nights I sit, you know, you know, a parking lot, eat my food because I'm working late and I don't want to bring it home because you're already in bed. And it's in a darker area. And I've seen people approach my truck, but as soon as they can visually see what the truck says, they turn away. So it makes you wonder, what was your purpose for heading in my direction I think it's because in the they're anti. Place. I think they're anti-gun and they don't like guns. No. I, <laughs> I don't yeah. think But anyway, so, I mean, it's just, if, if you know, if, if a person thinks that they're going to be a fight, they're going to go to the weaker person. Mm-hmm. That's the way it is. Mm-hmm. So that's why James came out early. Because it that, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He, he just punctuated that headline just exactly the way it needed to be. Yeah. I wish that more people were tapped in and in tune. But we have to wrap up on this Memorial Day show. And as we do, I just want to thank everyone that it comes together to make this happen. Our tech crew, our listeners, our guests. Uh, it's just a wonderful um, gathering of people and, and, you know, talking about important topics. And then when our listeners take these conversations to their carpools and their dinner tables, that's where the magic really happens and we we really appreciate that your time is your most most valuable resource um our special music today radney foster angel flight proceeds benefit the texas national guard family support foundation flanders fields is a an older song uh written in the 1800s just beautiful thank you for allowing us to use those so until next time pray for our nation pray for our leaders All of them. All of them, Dan. Mm. Even the ones you don't like. Mm -mm. Especially the ones you don't like. Be good to each other. Have a great week and God bless. Our founding fathers here in this country brought about the only true revolution that has ever taken place in man's history. Every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another set of rulers. But only here did that little band of men so advanced beyond their time that the world has never seen their like since evolve the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Hey gang, this is Masad Ayub from the Pro Arms Podcast. I'm here to remind you that our podcast is a member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. And I'm going to suggest you do what we do and check out the other podcasts at selfdefenseradio.net.